Hello and welcome back to Oh Dear Lore. I'm Creighton. I'm Jessica. Hey guys, me and Jessica actually really enjoy doing this podcast for yeah. you. And if you enjoy it, we'd really like it if you would join us on Twitter at Dear underscore Lore and on Instagram at Oh Dear Lore 8, which is where we post all of the pictures that we promise to post from our podcast. And it really gives you an insight into our process as we're thinking. We're going to have some fun ones on this week. But oh, yeah. I also want to give a shout out. So you remember we did Baba Yaga last week? Yes. Okay. So if you remember, we did we had a discussion about, you know, Baba Yaga has like evil geese that like lurk around her house. I don't know. She got pet geese. <laughs> Anyways, you were talking about how you had a photo from people when you used to live in what, South Aiken. In Aiken? South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. They had pet geese with diapers on. They'd walk them around. So I posted that photo that Creighton took. And apparently there is... There's a, a geese-loving community on Instagram, and I want to give them a shout-out for letting me know that. So if you like geese, come check us out. We like geese, too. This yeah. is the podcast for you. I mean, maybe not every episode's about geese, but we definitely like geese. Well, hey, if, if our listeners want to hear about geese, we'll talk about geese. Damn it. I will come up with as many <laughs> different Aesop's fables and legends as hey, I can. yeah. <laughs> so tell and by the way, and that just a shout out to the rest of our people. If there's something you want to hear, or something that you're really interested in, or maybe something we haven't even considered, let us know. Yeah, send us an email at odearlore at gmail.com. We'd love to hear feedback. Uh uh uh. <laughs> now, Jess, I actually have two really exciting announcements. I wanna know, because you wouldn't tell me earlier. No, I wouldn't, because we have actually just been approved on another podcast hosting website called Overcast. So now you can find us on all the major ones and on Overcast. So there's no excuse not to find us anymore, huh? That's right. You can find us nearly everywhere. We're watching all of you. Every day. That's what analytics are for. Which is brings <laughs> me to my second point. Oh, I want to know. We have almost reached our officially unofficial goal of 100 listens across all of our episodes. Shut up. Seriously? Yeah. We're I at 87. I think we were close. We're at 87. Oh, we don't. As the moment of this recording. So it's 13. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, 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 hadn't, I didn't think we were close. And we have a total estimated audience of 18 people. So all 18 of you are amazing. And keep it up. Yeah. Like all the time because, you know, we're <laughs> going to keep doing this whether you like it or not. Right. This is more <laughs> for us than anything. But you know what? We love that y'all love us. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys, and I'm, I'm so grateful. You know, this hasn't been the greatest week, but I love coming together with my other weird friend and coming together <laughs> and just talking about the weird things in life. So thank you so much. Right. And now, this is actually a real special episode for us because it's our first ever holiday episode. Yes, my and favorite holiday. Halloween. Who doesn't love Halloween? And so There's a few who don't like Halloween. I can see that. We're in the Bible Belt. Oh, yeah. There's a lot that don't like Halloween. Well, I actually have a story for you oh, about know. Halloween. And I'm not going to lie. My mother's probably going to kill me for Ooh. sharing this story. Spill the tea. So, as you know, my mother is adorable. Mm -hmm. My mother is a wonderful woman, and she's a saint. Quit sucking up. <laughs> well, no, that's actually how I describe her. But I always have a hard time telling people exactly what makes my mother just adorable as a human being. So, this week, my mother sent me a picture on Snapchat, and she said, hey, does this makeup look goth? And, you know, it had the dark eyeliner, the dark lip, and the, uh... Was it the filter, or was it her actual makeup? No, like, she'd actually done her oh, makeup. Oh, good for and, you, Miss Bree. Right, and so I said, it's very Morticia Adams-esque. Uh, I like it. It does look gothic. Good yeah. job. 
And so my mother sends back a response saying, thank you. Me and your father are going as prisoners for Halloween and I wanted something to go into my costume. And what? I said, what? Right. I said, mother, what does being gothic have to do with being a prisoner? And then she's like, well, I thought it'd make me look thug. What? <laughs> so I said, well, you know, mother, most people in prison have very simplistic makeup because that's what they can get. Uh, and on top of that, they have tattoos. So this is the picture that I get sent back. And unfortunately, y'all will not get this picture of my oh, mother. I'm uh, not that mean. Um, but she attempted to draw a spider on her eye as a tattoo. So I should just stop now. <laughs> right. That's what she sent, not me. <laughs> right. And I sent back my mother. I said, Mother, when I talk about tattoos, I talk about like teardrops under the eyes or something like that. She's going for a witchy vibe. Right. Well, I want you to know that she sent me back. All she sent back was facepalm. After I sent <laughs> She should do like a black eye or something. Like she got shanked or something. Like that's what I was thinking when she talked about prison. So then she sends me a few days later some wig options that she wants to wear. So she has a pink shake-and-go wig from Walmart that got a few years ago going, will this clash with my... What kind of jails does she visit? I don't... My mother doesn't visit any jails. That's the problem. I'm just saying. She needs to... Well, apparently she's never watched Orange is the New Black, clearly. I do not think my mother would be comfortable watching that show. Can we please record her watching it? Remember James Corden did it with his parents on Game of Thrones? You know, I actually... As funny as I believe that is, I would not do that to my mother because my oh, mother. Oh, I would. <laughs> oh, I would. I'd hands down, absolutely. They're like, "Hey, y'all, we want to see your mom watch something uncomfortable." Got you. Let's do this. I I might do it to my father. I would never do that. Your dad to my would mother. like it too much. Yeah, my dad probably would actually like things like Game of Thrones. <laughs> but here's the second wig option that I told her to go I with, and it's a huge black monstrosity of a wig. But it would go with her outfit. Have you seen the show, The Things We Do in the Dark, or something like that? Yes. That's what it makes me think of. What's her name? I can see that. That's what it looks like. The bangs and all. Mm-hmm. If, y'all, if y'all ever seen that show, you know what we're talking about then. So, that right there is how adorable my mother is. She went for a prisoner look and wound up looking like Morticia Adams. Hey, and I then tried to add a spider tattoo. Hey, that's my Facebook photo right now. Mm-hmm. Every, every holiday, my husband and I, we get like... We take photos of, like, characters from haunted movies. You know, we did the Munsters last year, and we make them our photos together. And this year, I'm Morticia, and he is Gomez. He and went, I love that. Oh, yeah. Well, every Christmas, you know, he does, um, what's it called? Um, from, what's it called? Anyway, he's from Rudolph, the minor dude. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember Nathan his name. Nathan is going to kill me if I don't remember this. <laughs> But anyways, and I'm do I do Miss Jessica from uh, Santa Claus is coming to town because duh, Jessica. I mean, <laughs> you know, hilarious. Shut up. He's being sarcastic because y'all can't see this evil face I just saw. Anyway, happy Halloween. <laughs> Welcome happy to Halloween, it. Guys. I'm excited. This is so I actually have a story I'm telling next week about an experience that I had on Halloween that will sh- that shook my beliefs about the spiritual world for the rest of my life. So definitely tune in next week. Yeah. Next week we have an exciting episode filled with all different types of stories. Mystery. Intrigue. <laughs> I was gonna, Horror. Sure. We'll go with that because your tale is horrifying. I know it. Hey, it's uh, creepy. Especially them damn dolls. You can't tell them. I didn't say anything important. That is important. It's about me. 
my life. This has actually happened not long ago. Anyways, we do have some fun to talk about today, too, before we get too excited about the future. Well, we have a really exciting episode for today. We're I talking know. about werewolves. Were- oh, werewolves in London. <laughs> <laughs> or do you remember um, Wolfman Jack? Oh, do yeah. Remember, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do your, do your wolf. Oh, oh, oh. You even moved your jaw like there's they do. Okay. I watch my dog howl at the window for no reason. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I get bored. Like, oh, the form. Look how she just <laughs> enunciates her howl. Howl. I, I imitate a lot of things. I believe you. Like, one of my favorite imitations right now that I practice at work, because I work with loud machinery, so nobody can hear me oh anyways. <laughs> and so, my helper probably thinks I'm crazy, because I'm just down there talking to myself, is Jean McLean off of uh, John McLean. Oh my John God. McLean. I there is something it. about John McLean and his accent that I just cannot get over. It sounds like Miss Doubtfire when he talks. Hello! Scottish posh. Yeah. When he goes, hello, I'm Eugenia. Is it Eugenia Doubtfire or something like yes. that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm. You made me very happy today. <laughs> well, I, I hope like, that. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, would you like to get us started, Dave, with our first story? Absolutely. You know, werewolves are found everywhere, surprisingly. You know, they're not like yeah. just American, they're not just British, even though. A lot of times when we think werewolf, we kind of look at like the British kind of werewolf, you know what I mean? Yeah, or the European, the continental yeah, European, European style. Yeah, European typically. But uh, that's probably because we have such large, you know, strong influence here in America and more British and European influence here than anywhere because, you know, they're settlers because, you know, duh. Right. But there are even some from Native American culture and African culture as well. So it's kind of weird. I was like, man, there were werewolves here before we were here. <laughs> and, uh, and my husband's like, yeah, you know, like that was dumb for me not to know that, but right, right. Was I supposed to know that? No. Oh, I thought you said right as in. Well, I mean, you have. <laughs> Are to you think... shading me? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking that you know, like most basic religions started off with like spirituality of some kind, and a lot of times the things they had to show strength and other attributes that they wanted were animals, such as right. bears, wolves, leopards, lions things such as that and the wolf has always worked together as a community right. to be strong and ferocious no matter where they're at so and they're the, hunters right yeah. but you know um in the last century there have still been sightings of a werewolf mm-hmm. still like to this day people still swear they see werewolves which we're going to talk about but i also kind of want to keep in mind the idea of spiritualism that really hit america and really everywhere in europe around this like what 18th century Somewhere in there, really like the big. Victorian era was yeah, real big on spirituality. it was really big about it. But anyway, you know, what's the big question is, what is a werewolf? And so there are usually like three main types of werewolf. And when you kind of sit back and think about it, you're like, well, yeah, okay. We have our shapeshifter werewolf. This is like the Jacob Black from Twilight. Ew. Um, or like Sirius Black from Harry Potter, right? Well, yeah, but he's not. He wasn't a wolf. He was a grim or just like a black dog. Yeah. He wasn't a wolf. He was a canine, Jessica. But it's, it's we're really splitting hairs it's here. Not. Well, actually, that would we're gonna get to that. I'm glad you okay. said that because we're gonna because Remus Lupin was a werewolf. Right. So we're gonna he's gonna he's kind of his type will be here too. But this is more like Jacob Black or Al Seed from uh, from True Blood. Right. He's you know those who can change on whim. Right. And those weren't really werewolves yeah. as much as they were lycanthropes. Right. But that's typically what people 
who don't really care so much or probably think of, oh, this it's kind of like a werewolf. Right. Um, it's kind of a second... It's not they're, really even a, a true werewolf. No, they're more of a shapeshifter that can only right. choose one shape. It's like the right. lamest form of shapeshifter. Uh, <laughs> I still feel like you've got a little emotionally driven right there. I, well, look, if I'm going to be able to shapeshift, I want to be able to do it into like a bucket of water. I want to be the Wonder Twins, okay? Oh I'm my kidding. God. Not just a bucket of water. I'd like it to be a bunch of different things, not just a wolf. What would I do as a bucket of water? Anyway. Put out that, fires. No, I want to watch them. <laughs> then there's the actual the story of the wolf man, by the way. Um, this is the creature that's typically a physical combination of a wolf and a man as far as looks. Okay, um, depending on the legend, some wolfmen are humans by day and wolfmen by night, and some are in their hybrid form all the time. So the degree to which they can control themselves degrades over time and becomes permanent at one point. So pretty much you get cursed, it slowly shows, slowly shows, and all of a sudden you're that way all the time. Right. Which sucks, I imagine. Then there's what we call a true werewolf, okay? A true werewolf, by the way, as far as an example of the werewolf I was just talking about, that's like probably the movie Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, true werewolves is a human being that is uncontrollably turned into a wolf during a full moon. This is the Remus Lupins, okay? It's a full-on curse. He doesn't get to decide. He has no idea what's going on around him. Remember, the peop- the ones before, or second choice, they kind of know, then all of a sudden they lose that ability. These never had a chance. Right. They have a slow progression in which they can kind of prep themselves and get ready right. for the inevitable. Got it. Right. This one... No. This is really, really sad. This is, like I said, the Remus Lupins who, if you recall, if you're a Harry Potter fan, he hated himself. He pretty much secluded himself, you know. And he actually hurt himself a lot Mm -hmm. during it. So these are the more dangerous of the bunch, you know. They immediately lose their ability to control the shift and have an uncontrollable anger and hunger and are driven to kill. Okay? So whenever they wake up in human form, they do not remember anything they do. Okay? So this is the type of werewolf that transfers the curse through a bite. That is, if you survive the first place in the first place, right? Because they're ready to eat you, pretty much. So, okay, I love this. But how does one become a werewolf? Believe it or not, people do Google ways to become a werewolf because they want to, even though they can't control. I don't know. Maybe I think they're hoping to be like the shapeshifters, kind of like the serious blacks and all. Right. No. <laughs> But, but, okay, that's if you believe, I'm, I don't want to kind of make fun of people. If you believe in that, I myself do not believe in that, okay? If you want to put that curse on yourself, go for it. So there are many, many ways to become a werewolf. And the main ones I'm going to kind of spout off at you is you can be born from parents with werewolf genetics. Makes uh, sense. You, know. um, you can be bitten by a bear, werewolf, a bear wolf. Traditional. A yeah, that's traditional, like I said, if you survive in the first place. I mean, I don't know. I honestly think that a bear wolf is way more terrifying <laughs> than a werewolf. Shut up. <laughs> I meant to say werewolf, okay? <laughs> My tongue is messing up. But obviously, be cursed. We all know that good one. The typical gypsy gets mad at you. What? Oh, I'm sorry, the Romani. Sorry, Romani. That was me. Remember, we discussed that. Yeah. We did. My bad. Uh, but typically, if you ever see the black and white movies, I think the first ever Wolfman was black and white. Do you remember I that? I think so. She had like a big old white creepy eye. But usually it's like a fortune teller or something like that, who or a witch, if you will, that usually curses them for some reason. I think the very first 
like mention of Wolfman though was like in main culture was a Penny Dreadful novel, which is the small books written in uh, Victorian London. Oh. They were horror stories, but they'd be like full books like Frankenstein, mm-hmm. but you'd buy them like a chapter at a time, but they'd only be like a penny. That way even poor people could read them even though they couldn't afford the whole book. Oh. Right, so it'd be like four pages at a time. That's pretty nifty. Yeah. And that's where the Netflix show Penny Dreadful gets all See, of its stories. I knew that. I knew like I knew that it was Netflix. I didn't know that there was something behind it. Did oh yeah, no, that's the actual story of Penny Dreadfuls. If I th- actually isn't like Dorian from the Portrait of Dorian Gray part of that. Uh huh. Oh, okay, I love By that. Oscar Wilde. What up? I didn't know that. The more you know, oh, you're learning more. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> or you cast a spell on yourself. You can do that. Um, I've been watching Hocus Pocus, so I'm like, I put a spell on you. Looking Uh-oh. in a mirror. <laughs> and now, look, you practice howling, I practice being Bette Midler. Okay, you know what? That's fair. So, stop your judging. No shade over here. There's tons of shade over there. Shut up. <laughs> um, or also, and this is gross to me, but eating the meat of a werewolf. You can do that. So, like, you were hunting and shot one like, and, like, you, ate it? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Or, you know, and I wonder, and I never read this, but I wonder if, like, maybe if, God God bless, a werewolf, like, bit a chicken, and it didn't kill it for some reason, and you ate the chicken, you know? Because, like, technically, if it could get into the veins, because it's, like, the blood stream of the chicken, right? then you have a were-chicken. Well, okay, so this is what I'm going to say about that. Or if a were-goose. <laughs> right, like, if it's magic, it's possible. If it's more like some of the episodes of... TV shows and all you've seen where it's a disease, yeah. then it would have to be a disease that could affect that animal. And it's the same reason that cows and pigs and all can get different diseases than humans and us not be affected is because we have different antibodies and different versions of it. Well, you gotta think, people who believe in werewolves typically are spiritualists a lot of times. They believe in paranormal and so... Right. So some could believe it, some could not. You know, it's just mm. really... Your look on things, I kind of agree with you. Right. But, you know, I'm not a believer werewolf, so who am I to say? Well, I would just give them the two versions of the way that things can transpire. Well, you know... Magic what? versus science. Do you believe in magic? No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the sightings, okay? This okay. is my favorite. I love this, okay? In 1936... By the way, there's a lot of werewolf sightings in Wisconsin... <laughs> And I'm like, Are there? Yes. And I mean, a lot of people believe, like, this is where uh, werewolves began in America. They in believe Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Did it Shut start up. with the Native Americans? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm back on board. Um, and there's so many, like, yeah, like, there's some, there's, tell me, Tori, I'm, I'm stroking out. There's so many stories on how it happened that you can't really even tell technically the story of how it started at this point. So many tribes have their own story. So right. all you know is Wisconsin. That's really, honestly. And now, Wisconsin. No, that would have been the Dakotas. I'm not going to ask that. I was about to ask about some of the tribes that were there, but that's the Dakotas. I just remembered that they lived uh, in the Blackfoot Mountains. So hey. keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> this one was in 1936 in Jefferson County, Wisconsin. And we'll tell you, Wisconsin. Mark, God bless. If I don't get his name right, y'all, leave me alone. <laughs> Shackleman was driving when he saw someone digging in a field off the side of the road. This is the place where a Native American burial ground is found, by the way. Which, if you believe, a lot of people believe in that's that's bad juju. 
I do believe Indian burial grounds are bad juju. I do believe. I that. believe disturbing them is. Well, that's what I mean. Well, clearly he's, he's digging it up. But I mean, I also have a lot of odd views on death and like burial and all that that a lot of people don't share. So. I totally want to have a discussion about this later, but okay. We might. Okay. Probably off air. Okay. Anyway, so this person turned and is said to be a hairy creature that growled at him. You know, that's my husband. I don't really <laughs> see, but whatever. So he, but I'll tell you this. He looked like an ape dog mix, but the, but you know, but the creature did fly, you know, they ran away. Um, also still looks like my husband. <laughs> ape and the dog mix. I love you, babe. But anyways, so, yeah, so the creature did run away. I don't really see why I would, I don't know. It's just kind of convenient. All these stories are, well, I saw this creature and I either drove off or it ran away. Well, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. A, seeing that creature would be terrifying. I'm not sure I would stick around. And B, most animals run away. I'm just telling you guys this. There's, if y'all ever hear Jessica saw a Bigfoot or Jessica saw a Pigman or something like that. God, Jessica saw Baba Yaga, for goodness sake. And they're like, oh, she she ran away. No, I am running that sucker over. And I know <laughs> I know all these people for animals are like, no, you shouldn't do that. No, I am going to run it over. That's a fact. Fact. Anyways. <laughs> Second... Second, second thing. In 1999 in Oakhorn, Wisconsin. See, it's a bad here. Oakhorn? L- it's E-L-K-H-O-R-N. Elkhorn? Elkhorn. Okay, Elkhorn. Yeah, Elkhorn. I thought you said Oakhorn. I was like, what no, the Elkhorn. hell is an Oakhorn? Elkhorn. Elkhorn. I thought you were mispronouncing Acorn for a minute. No, Elkhorn. Okay, Elkhorn. I feel like this is like Stewie and Brown. He's like, cool, quip. <laughs> Don't start that. That bothers me quip. so bad. Elkhorn. Anyways, in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, this is 1999. By the way, this is not even the most recent, like, most recent sighting. So, there are so many sightings, by the way. So, if you love that stuff, I can't waste the whole thing talking about sightings, but really look it up. It's so cool. Um, But they typically end the same. Just saying. Um, (laughs) They drive off or it runs away. (laughs) But anyway, this took place on Halloween. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I know. In 1999, see how I did there? I, this is why I picked this one out. Come on, it's our Halloween special. <laughs> An 18-year-old, it's this 18-year-old woman. I don't really feel 18-year-old just makes you a woman, but whatever. Named Doristine Gibson. Doristine, I like that. First of all, anyone with the name Doristine has been a woman since she was born. <laughs> that is such an old name. That is so name shaming, by the way. I'm cool with that. I will shame a name in a heartbeat. <laughs> this is so mean. Well, she was driving along when she hit something. Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, she got out to see a huge, dark, hairy figure that tried to rush at her. That's not cool. Okay? I would lose my junk. See, I'm like those snakes that like crap on itself and like roll in it. Come at me, bro. Come at me. I'm just telling you. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not doing that. So she obviously ran into her car and drove off. She would return to the location later that night with a companion. Okay? She's not stupid. She's not. She's not stupid. Um, So they were... And by the way, they saw it again. (laughs) It was They they did. But that makes sense, though, to me. Because a creature kind of like... If I yell at my dog, like, hey, don't eat that yet. Like, hey, no. They'll back off. But as soon as I go away, they'll try to eat again. Right. You know? So that makes sense to me. 
depending on what the creature was doing, you know what I mean? But anyways, they saw the figure on the ground, but it did but they didn't get out. So it was actually still injured, I guess, from where she hit it. So I mean that makes sense too, I guess, you know. So anyway, she did report it the next day. Okay, and they they did see where she hit something, there was blood, but I'm not sure why they couldn't test it. A blood sample? Unless the government's trying to hide it. <laughs> you sound like Shane Dawson with the conspiracy. I wish now. I was Shane Dawson. How much money I'd be making right now since him and Jeffree Star have the palette? Uh, 20 million? Oh, yeah. Well, if they sell all, which they will. I was about to say, are and you worried new, that they new, won't? And their new merch. No, James Charles is worried, not me. Oh. Don't throw shade on this channel. I'm throwing shade. I'm throwing shade everywhere. I really need to stop drinking this. <laughs> Anyways, there is a spell to become a werewolf. You're welcome. I'm letting you. I'm telling you, okay? Um, I want every one of you out there to give this a try and let me know if it works for you, okay? We should totally do this. We should We should film ourselves trying this. Yes! Alright, I'm down. Yeah, and then putting it like our day-to-day -day on Instagram later. To oh, let yeah. people know how it's going. Yeah, I'll just stop shaving for a week and we'll have results. Hey, November's right around the corner. I'll just donate money. So if this works for Creighton and not me, you know why. <laughs> but if Jessica grows a beard, you're on to something. That's just me not shaving. <laughs> 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 telling it like it is. Telling it like it is. If I pull my leg, this uh, pants leg up right now, you're going to think I'm already in transition to being a werewolf. <laughs> but anyways, so here, here's what you do. All right, you go get a mirror. Of course, there's always a mirror. And wait for the sun to go down. It doesn't have to be a certain moon, okay? So you turn on an artificial light that's just enough to see yourself. Like a lamp. Like, just... She could have said a lamp. I want... It can be anything. It can be a flashlight. It can be a candle. <gasps> oh, yeah. Anyway. Focus on the shape of your nose, shoulders, and all the parts of you that you can imagine when you imagine yourself being in a wolf's form. You know, before you said a wolf's form, it sounded like the starting stages of imagining plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what you want to look like and then go for it. Imagine who you want to be. Uh, but, <laughs> but, little warning. Do not <laughs> imagine becoming a werewolf at this time. Just focus on yourself in the human form. Focus on your nose, all your goods, okay? I'm not sure what happens if you do. They didn't tell me. But... You know what? We're going to take warnings where they're given. Yeah. This was on werewolves.com that I saw this, so I feel like... a lot of information from there, too. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so surely they knew what they're talking about. I mean, if werewolves is their domain name. True. There's also a vampire.com for future reference. They know there's a vampire uh, dating site. And, oh, I was going to tell you, so just in case y'all are down for this... There's, in Atlanta, Georgia, they're going to have a midnight club that's a werewolf, a werewolf, a vampire club, and you can go, and it's like a rave, but they pour, like, red, like, fake blood the whole night, like, it's like sprinklers. Creighton's shaking his head, no. My concern is not that they're, that it's not going to be fun, it's that there's going to be people who really think they're vampires and try to bite you and kill you for your blood. You know what? That's a very fair point. Also... I don't have any clothing that I would sacrifice to have red things sprayed on. Just wear red or white clothes that you don't care about. Just go to Walmart. I don't have clothes I don't care about, Jess. It's a rave. All my clothes are amazing. It's a rave. They don't care if you're going in just your underwear. You're going to be the life of the party. I'm not going in my underwear, Jess. <laughs> not when like, everyone's trying to bite you, no. No. I guess that's, that's too much for that. 
I want to do bad things with you. I'm ready to sing that. We need to go karaoke in. Um, I've been, I haven't been watching Tree Blood, but I really kind of, I've been really binge watching some stuff. Anyways, back to being a werewolf. Do, you know, focus on yourself. That's, you know, but don't focus on becoming a werewolf, okay? Just focus on your actual structure in the mirror, okay? <laughs> so do not, I repeat, think about becoming a wolf. And don't think about what you'll look like as a wolf or anything of that nature, okay? Like I said, I don't know what happens if you do, but just don't. I imagine you'll look like really weird or something, I don't know. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Repeat this for at least three days, preferably five. I don't know what the significance of five is. You would think three days because of religious reasonings. It'd probably be like the Trinity, but I don't know. And even more if you feel the need to, though. So pretty much do this at least three days or until you want to stop. Yeah, like okay. a month. Yeah. So try to do it on the same, same time each day as well. So you gotta, you know, if you want to be a werewolf, you gotta open up your schedule, okay? So especially if you want to be a true werewolf where you don't decide when you're gonna change, so open up your schedule. Right. Yeah. So after the three to five day period, you no longer need the mirror. Just do the exact opposite as the first part, okay? So that's when you actually do just like picture yourself as much as you can as a werewolf. Do this for at least one week, preferably two. I don't know why it says to do this one week, preferably two. Just say do it two weeks. I don't get it. But it sounds like a self-portrait in art class. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't see any results in at least three week, three weeks, it says this probably isn't for you. <laughs> that just gives me a sign that they're not very confident in their spell. No. I don't really feel like this is much of a spell. This is more like a confidence boost. You have the confidence to become a werewolf now. Congrats. But I really, just saying, if there's anyone out there who really would do this, let me know your results. Right, right. We're interested. I will send you a gift or something if you do this. And if you, docu cool if you document it, oh yeah, we'll, 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 you know, hey. We'll send you a packet of grapes. Why grapes? Because they're poisonous dogs. You can't have werewolves running around. I didn't know that. Yeah. Grapes are highly dangerous I mean, I for never, dogs. I, I never gave my dog a grape. I mean, <laughs> thank God. I just thought we're going to send you chocolates. I mean, geez. Or a silver a silver necklace. Necklace, yeah. Huh. Anyways, today we look at werewolves as fictional monsters, but at one time it was extremely common for people to not only believe, but fear them. Like we discussed earlier, a lot of things were... Like, based off spiritualism, people really, really believed in anything. I mean, you gotta think people thought they saw mermaids on the way to America. Columbus wrote about them. So it wasn't, not so long ago, truthfully, paranormal creatures and humans walked hand in hand throughout history. Yeah. I, I just, that came off the top of my head. I felt really intelligent for saying that. It sounded really intelligent when you said it, too. You're a liar. No, it did. Really? Yeah. Aw, thanks. No, I mean, it was a good observation. Hmm. Well, okay, since we were talking about earlier about, you know, why if you ate some chicken, that werewolf bit wouldn't do that, here are some actual medical conditions that can mimic the appearance of a werewolf. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is another episode of Words Are Hard to Pronounce. Okay, do not judge me, all my medical students that probably know this. And actually, I did, I can actually pronounce some of these, but for some reason, whenever I'm in behind the mic, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. You mean like hypertrichinosis? Yeah, no, it's trico trichosis. Oh, hypotrichosis. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, watch it. Watch it. I'm reading from upside down. I was reading your page. <laughs> Stop reading my page! <laughs> you know what? Your story's coming up. Back up. 
You're right. <laughs> so these are this usually creates unusually long hair on the face and body. And there's actually a YouTube video. Have y'all ever heard of the true story of Being the Beast? The true, mm-hmm. like, real story? I can't remember his name, but it, there is a Netflix documentary about him but he actually had that and they called him like the true being the beast and he married this really pretty lady and they were really in love right and so like pretty much the i believe and maybe no it's french duh anyways pretty much the (laughs) the nobles like sold their children for fun because you know everyone wants a beast human but yeah they had some normal kids (laughs) but you should totally look that up or we should talk about it one day that's his story we should go ahead and talk about that i love that Anyways, or porphyria, porphyria, is this characterized by extreme sensitivity to light, encouraging victims to only come out at night, which without a doubt probably has people thinking you're a vampire as well, not just a werewolf, but hey. Well, you know, a lot of people theorize that Henry VIII actually suffered from porphyria. Really? Yeah. It was called the King's Disease. The King's Disease? Yes. Why King's Disease? Because of Henry VIII. Oh, they thought he had it. Just because of that? Well, I think it's because, like, because it also, if you are not properly treated for porphyria, actually causes, like, dementia and other things. Oh. Yeah, no, like, it's Like, sundowners, a, kind of. Almost, except, like, it has all of these horrible side effects, because porphyria is actually your body not making certain chemicals, I think. Mm. And so, therefore, without your body getting those your body can't function properly even in the mental states. Well, narcolepsy, which I'm a narcoleptic, and I'm also a sleep technician, you guys, so I can actually talk about <laughs> sleep, but um, it's actually an issue with the brain where you you can't really shut off when you feel mm-hmm. sleepy. So I imagine that's probably the same thing. All right. But um, so also there's clinical lycanthropy. And this is recognized medical condition where a person believes himself to be an animal. In some rare cases it actually occur where people are like, oh yeah, I'm a werewolf. I'm, Which I'm I mean, a werewolf. also, I do believe that people can believe that there are other animals too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it says. But there are some rare cases of they're like, oh yeah, I'm. But I'm like, lycanthropy is like the historical and mythical right. version of it. Got it. Right. So there are ways to be cured. Okay. Of course, we're like <laughs> shoot them with a bullet. You know, duh. But you know, sometimes werewolves are considered victims and not just villains. Okay. Which, if you really think on it, they are. You know, I mean, Remus Lupin, people, the most lovable werewolf of all time, you know, he's a victim. I mean, come on. So, traditionally, there are three ways to be scourged of his demons, according to Ian Woodward in Werewolf Delusion. That's his book. So, anyways, I know I got real into it this time. Medicinal or surgical? So, this includes bloodletting, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Anyways, and vomiting and vinegar drinking. Vinegar drinking. Hmm. I like salt and vinegar chips. Do you think that's the same thing? It's not. Uh, I knew it wasn't. But do you know what the fun thing about vinegar is? They say it'll help you lose weight, too. Like, vinegar obviously is like the mystical potion for everything. Oh, that and coconut oil. That's what's in my hair right now. Really? That's yeah. why I put my face at night. Uh, that's what Adam used to take off his drag. Yeah, that's what I do. That's yeah. what I do. I used to take my makeup off. The more you know with Creighton and Jessica. (laughs) Anyways, this technique is so severe and brutal, unsurprisingly, that many patients were killed by those who promised salvation. That's so sad. These these priests and all that do this to you. Which, keep in mind, you know, if you ever hear the story about... Remember the movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yeah. The real girl in real life is based after she died. And a lot of people question if it was due to how they treated her during the exorcisms. Right. She was like, you know, so this is really common, unfortunately, not to say that priests were trying to hurt them. 
I have no doubt they were probably had the best in mind, but they medically, this was not a good time to be alive. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to remember that old saying that says the road to hell was paved with, with good, good intentions. Exactly. So. so I don't want to kind of kind of shade anybody with that. I mean, right. I shade people, but not for that. And of course, the good old exorcism, which kind of walks hand in hand with that, you know. And then, of course, the death by silver bullet. And so, I guess if we're going to talk religion, we have to talk about the significance of the silver bullet, okay? And so, so it's significant in battles against paranormal creatures since, of course, Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus for the silver pieces now that, so now that they can't touch it, okay? So, let's, for example, like vampires are unable to see their reflection in mirrors due to silver linings in antique mirrors. So, that's why you're there like, oh, I can't see reflection. That's why. They were resistant to it. So, though werewolves have haunted us through, <laughs> through appearances in cinema and literature, there are other were-creatures to discuss. Oh, yeah. Okay, we have the were-foxes, were-dogs, were-tigers, were-snakes. Please, I want to be a were-snake. Uh, were-hair. Remember, uh, have you ever seen Wallace and Gromit, for Curse of the Were-Rabbit? Yeah. Were-Rabbit. Uh, were-bears. Yeah. See? And then, were, even were-crocodiles. Wear bears who care. Wear bears who care. Oh my gosh, if we ever get merchandise, we should totally have like a little teddy bear that looks like a little werewolf. I, I'm I'm 100% okay with Down that. Down with that. So we should totally discuss them in the future, but that is it for my story, you guys, which is really just a warm up for Creighton's awesome story. I'm super excited about this. So when I heard that we were going to be doing werewolves, it immediately called in to uh, Thaw, a story that I had read in a book at one time. Mm. Now, mind you, I couldn't find the book, so I just started off of the basic bits that I remembered, and there was so much evidence and different um, stories about Irish werewolves. Oh, like like they just resisted? Well, we'll get into that. I want to believe. All right, so I'm going to make you believe. (laughs) Do you believe in magic? No. Um, So, the thing about the Irish... The thing about the Irish is, a lot of people don't know that, like, the British Isles was actually conquered by the Romans. But one of the places that was never actually reached is, like, Scotland, because they have Hadrian's Wall, and Ireland. Uh. Right, well, Hadrian was a Roman emperor, and they couldn't conquer Scotland, so they just built the wall to try to keep the Scots out. And then, you had Ireland, who they never actually, um were able to conquer, yeah. but they traded with They don't want to screw with Nessie. That's it. I mean, that, I mean that's in Scotland, so yeah. Oh, so I'm saying. But that she'll crawl out and whoop your butt. Around this time, Ireland was also known by the Romans as Wolfland oh. because they had such an epidemic of wolves just all over. Well, they'd have the great, you know, they're so lush and green. They'd have plenty of places to hunt and so. Right. And so, these wolves actually called hassles, but it's no surprise hmm. that with so many wolves, wolves actually played a big part in daily lives, rituals, and spiritualism of the pagans. And the Celtics, they're right. really known for that, yeah. Right, and so a lot of them had like shrines and other religions based around wolves and other animals. Hmm. So, there's actually two types of the later are the earlier types of werewolves in Ireland. Okay. So, one is more like your wolfman that you described. Mm-hmm. So, in Tipperary Island, there are stories about a vicious group of warriors called the Lenoch Thalid, mm-hmm. who were said to be half man, half wolf. These men are mentioned in the incredibly ancient Irish text known as the Cor Anmon, which claims that these Thalids 
would fight for any king willing to pay their steep price. Mm. Now, these men were said to have dressed in wolf skins and that they were brutal when they went to war. And so that's why a lot of the Irish kings really wanted them to fight on their side. And it's said that whenever they went into war, the land was just drenched in the blood of their enemies. And in ancient Ireland, the country was constantly at war because Ireland was divided into five main kingdoms and they had a head king of those, but then each kingdom was actually split into smaller kingdoms ruled by a secondary king. That's a lot of work. That is, and that's also a lot of land to fight over. Yeah. So, a lot of people would try and hire these wolfmen warriors. Now, you would wonder why not every king would try to hire them. Because, I mean, kings clearly have enough money. They're kings. The problem is, their price wasn't money. Oh. These warriors, for their price, needed the flesh of newborns. Ooh. As in human children. So... They, it was said that they would divide among themselves and fall on the flesh like wolves and devour it raw. So, you would have to have an incredibly brutal king to actually try to employ these people. Oh, and you don't want to risk riots either. Right, and it's said that they were actually followers of a bloodthirsty god named Crom Cronach. He, he was the bode god of the mounds, and he is one of the oldest and most horrible of the Irish deities. And so... Mm. Nobody really knows much of them because once the Christianian record keepers came to Ireland, they really blocked out, uh, blocked out a lot of the Irish history. And that might be good, honestly, with that situation. You are exactly right. <laughs> now, there is a secondary type of werewolf in the Irish culture. Okay. And this comes across from all parts of the uh, island. And they were actually called just the Folid or... The Korok. And I may be saying that wrong. If How you want to correct me. It's Gaelic, Jess. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the spelling is going to help. Um, so <laughs> the Folud were similar to the werewolves that we're all familiar with. So yeah. it's a man or woman that shapeshifts into a wolf. Okay. But now, unlike a lot of the continental European werewolves and the North American werewolves, these were actually protectors and guardians of the people in flocks. So they were like people who would protect their communities as a wolf. As packs. Right. Yeah. And so it's a lot closer to um, Jacob Black and them from Twilight. Alcide. <laughs> or Alcide. Yeah. I'll give you that. We all love us some Alcide now. Right. And so they've actually been mentioned in a lot of the ancient um, writings from the Romans, such mm -hmm. as the ancient Britatorum, which is the history of Britain, and the Topographia Hypernica, which is the, uh, the layout of Ireland, basically. Okay. So this is where it actually gets interested for me because werewolves are Halloweenish, but yeah. my story actually celebrates also the day after Halloween. Which is All Saints Day. I just wanted to say how funny it is. You're like, well, this is where it gets interesting. I'm like, you weren't excited about the feeding the newborns to the people? Because I thought that was pretty... I, I was, but I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This is far more interesting to me. We'll so, <laughs> we start off with St. Patrick. Yay! One of the most famous saints in all of Ireland. I love how you wore green today, too. I know. Was that I did... Yes, it was. Why didn't you tell me? Well, because it was my story. 
I'm wearing black and you're wearing green. We're supposed to match. Well, you you look Halloweenish. Naturally. <laughs> so, now according to an autobiographical letter, which means that he wrote it himself, called the Declaration, written by the Saint um, Patrick himself, it says that sometime before the fifth century, Patrick was born in Britain to wealthy parents. His father, Calpornus, was a deacon, and his grandfather, Potus, was a priest in the Catholic Church. At the age of 16, St. Patrick was adopted by Irish marauders who sold him into slavery in Ireland where he was forced to work as a herdman for six years. Hmm. During his time as a slave, Patrick's faith did not waver but grew stronger. One day, Patrick received a vision from God in which he was instructed to escape from his master and head for a port 200 miles away where a ship was waiting to take him back home. So Patrick, making good on his vision, escaped and headed towards the northern coast where he did indeed find a ship that ferried him back to Great Britain. After being returned home, Patrick followed in his father and grandfather's footsteps and became a bishop. Now, nearly 15 years uh, after Patrick had escaped from Ireland, he had a second vision. This time, he was visited by an angel carrying a letter from Ireland that cried out, We appeal, you, appeal to you, holy servant boy, to come and walk among us. After this vision, St. Patrick knew he was returned, had to return to Ireland and spread the Christian faith. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> this is where the story actually gets interesting for St. Patrick. Okay. Because of the fact that the ship that took him back to um, Great Britain when he escaped Ireland was actually a ship carrying the great Irish wolfhounds. Mm. And it said that they were so unruly that the uh, people on the boat couldn't actually get them to calm down, but St. Patrick could talk to them and get them to calm down. And Foreshadowing? Right. And so he has a history already with Irish wolf hounds, mm-hmm. which are just massive dogs, and we'll talk about that later. So, this isn't the only connection that he has to werewolves, though. So it's said that St. Patrick, when he went back to Ireland, he was trying to convert and baptize and ordain thousands of people from the Celtic paganism to Catholicism with little more than a helpful demonstration on how the Holy Trinity is like a three-leaf clover. And this is why we get the three-leaf clover deal. How interesting. Right. I didn't know that. But he actually encountered a lot of opposition from the indigenous people, which makes sense because you have someone coming in and going, oh no, this entire thing that you and your family have done for thousands, it's wrong. Sounds a lot like our first episode. It really does. I mean, it really does. So, one of the individuals was actually a Welsh king named Verticus, who no matter what uh, St. Patrick preached, refused to humble himself and accept Christ. So finally, St. Patrick grew annoyed with the king's boastfulness that he chose to humble himself by playing, humble him himself by placing a curse upon him, which caused him to assume the form of a wolf every seven years, thus giving us what may be Ireland's oldest werewolf story. Hey, that's not near as bad as the others. He well, could not complain. It's not, but it says that other tales connect St. Patrick with werewolves that tell how the saint's message of Christianity was met with scorn and mockery. Like, there was supposedly a tribe of people in Ireland that when St. Petrus was trying to uh, preach to them, they just started to howl like wolves. And St. Patrick became so angry that he says, fine, if you wish to howl like wolves, then so shall you be. 
And so he laid a curse on mm, them mm, that mm. every seven years, or like they would turn into wolves. Seven years later, they turn into humans. Seven years after that, oh, they turn back into seven wolves. Seven on, seven off. Right, and they had to constantly Dude. go through this cycle through all of their that descendants. Sucks. Yes. Oh, that's a bummer. I thought it was like seven, like you had to go through a day. Now, it is very possible that this legend of St. Patrick could actually just be a fabricated pe- uh, story from the pagans to yeah. keep people from converting to Christianity to make him seem more brutal it than would that. Work. I mean, right. And so it basically turned him into a boogeyman. But it's not the only time that St. Patrick is said to lay a curse on the Irish. In fact, it's said that St. Patrick had a hard time converting people to Christianity, and so he'd get frustrated because he would convert people, and then they'd actually return to their lives as pagans. And so it's said that one night, exhausted and angry from the effort, St. Patrick fell asleep. As he slept, he dreamt that all of those he had managed to convert had deserted Christianity. He turned over in his sleep and muttered out loud God's curse on the people of Ireland. But a guardian angel heard him and said, May it fall on the rushes. After a while, St. Patrick turned over again in his sleep and muttered God's curse on the people of Ireland. The angel heard him again and said, May it fall on the ferns. And yet a third time, St. Patrick turned over and muttered the same words, God's curse on the people of Ireland. And the angel intervened again saying, May it fall on the foam of the rivers. And they say that that is why to this day in Ireland, the tops of the rushes are withered, the ferns are bent, and there's often a yellow tinge on the foam of the rivers because of St. Patrick's curses. So what's the significance of the seven years? You mean the seven years tribulation, maybe? Uh, maybe. But I want you to know that St. Patrick isn't the only story of it. Hmm. So, there's one that came later after St. Patrick. And now this is supposedly a true story. According to Gerardus Cambrinus, who is said to have occurred only a few years before the arrival of Prince John in Ireland. An unnamed priest was traveling from Ulster to Meath on an uh, important mission with his assistant, a young boy. The two stopped for the night near the woods at the edge of the Sea of Ossery, and they lay down to sleep. The priest hears a human voice calling from the nearby field, and he gets up and looks out to the darkness and sees a giant wolf coming near. Mm-mm. The priest and the boy draw back in terror, but the wolf speaks in a human voice and tells him not to be afraid. The wolf said that he wasn't really a wild animal, but a man that was part of a clan from a district that had been cursed by a grumpy saint. Now what happened was every seven years, two of their clan had to assume the shape of a wolf and go live in the forest. After seven years passed, they could come back to the clan and resume human form, and then two others would take on a wolf form. The last couple that had taken wolf form was a man and woman and a husband and wife that had taken wolf form when they were very, very old and the forest life didn't work out too well for them. The wolf speaking to the priest was the husband and his wife was very sick and dying. Mm. The wolf had come to look for a priest to give her the last rites, such as Catholics often get. Right. The wolf asked the priest to come with him and administer the holy sacrament and the priest agreed. He left the boy behind and followed the wolf where they eventually came to a den at the foot of a massive tree. And seeing the dying wolf woman, the priest asked for proof that she was indeed a woman and not a feral beast. Cause it was talked not... to you. Well, the woman didn't. It was the... He talked husband. to you. Right. Well, he asked for proof. And so <laughs> the wolf man told the priest to cut off a piece of her flesh. Oh, my God. So when he cut off a piece of the uh, woman's flesh... He was shocked to see the face of an elderly woman underneath the fur. Wait, what? Yep. 
So without waiting another minute, the moment, uh, another moment, the priest quickly administered the blessings, and the old woman died peacefully soon after. Uh, that could be that she had that fur, like you know that hairy face thing. She may not have. Could be. And so it said that afterwards, the wolf walks the man back and makes several prophecies about the English in Ireland, and runs back into the woods. Even though the priest promised to see the wolf again, he never finds him a second time. So, the story was believed to be true, like 100%, because two years after the event, Geralis was in the same area where he was approached by two priests sent by the bishop to ask him his view on the serious matter. Gerdalis met with the bishop of the town and gave his views in writing. These writings were then sent to the bishop of the bishop of Ossuary, then to Pope Urban the Third. Urban. Just to show you how serious that they took this wolf tale, it was the first one ever recorded by the Catholic Church itself. Catholics hide junk. I think if they know the secret of life, it's probably the Catholics. So hiding I, it. I do have a theory. Okay. Because there's also another theory about the Irish wolves. Mm-hmm. They're like the ones that protected their communities and families and all. It said that they would go to sleep in their houses, and then their wolf form would go out into the world. But you could not move their human body. Or else they could never find their way back and turn back into a human. So, in this example, there's two separate beings here. Yeah. There's a wolf form and a human form that are not the same. They do not shape shift nothing. It's almost like they transfer their soul. I believe that what they saw and the reason that St. Patrick is connected with them is because of the Irish wolfhounds, which I said earlier are massive, massive dogs. Like, they stand nearly three feet tall on all fours. They're close to seven feet tall when they stand on their back legs. They can weigh a minimum of up to 130 pounds and have been known to be close to 200 pounds worth of dogs. They are so ferocious that they can kill wolves by themselves. Well, you gotta imagine these things are running around not being fed. So for them to be so big, wild tells you a lot. Right, and also... The Irish wolfhounds, they were domesticated by kings and other things and used in battles. Do you know what their job was during a battle? Probably to kill them. I mean, I mean it's a battle, Jess. Yes, that's a No, job. I mean, there's some people who don't do nothing in a but battle. But the actual way that they would kill is they were not normally after the infantrymen. They were after the cavalry. They would take knives and pull them from their horse, separating the knight and his horse. And then they would attack the knife, the knight below his armor. Mm. if they didn't break his back and kill him when they pulled him from the horse. And so, these are very ferocious animals, and I believe that they might also play into the um, the very first myth that we talked about of the Irish warriors in wolf skin. Mm. Because they are the size of a man, technically, on their back legs. Like, you could see this being very fearsome to someone who didn't know what they were. My only problem comes in with, by the time the Romans got there, they were an official breed. Like, the Romans knew about them because the Romans were gifted them. Right. So surely the Catholic Church knew about them. Well, there could be something like, I'm sure, like you said, pagans probably respected the idea of them. At least, you know how they say there's some fear and respect. Right. usually come together. So maybe priests were angry that they kept looking at them so highly. And they're like, well, you know, those are actually cursed by God. To Maybe. kind of turn them away. So, I'm that kind of person, you know, I do like to believe in the supernatural. Um, but at the same time, I do believe 
a lot of times we take a step back and look at things there's a scientific reason right and so and I imagine you gotta understand back in the day and even now we fear what we don't understand right and when we don't understand we're like well we're gonna come up with a reason why so I mean who's to say let's say you had a genetic issue and you're hairy in the face and people cast you out and then a priest cuts off a piece of your skin well and if you well I mean, imagine if you shave off someone's face that has excessive hair you're gonna right. see a human being Right. I mean, that would explain why he saw an old woman. Do you think that laser hair removal would work for someone with uh, hyper... Um, I can't remember what we called it, but yeah. I, I I think it could slow it down. I don't know that it could ever really get rid of it. Right, because you'd have to kill the hair follicles themselves to do it, right? Which a lot of people zap them now. So, right. I mean, it could. But, you know, technology is so, so unbelievably advanced now compared to then. You know, honestly, what we do now on a daily basis will be considered witchcraft to them. Well, it's kind of like my favorite medical myth from all of history uh-huh. is where the word hysteria comes from. Do you know it? Uh-uh. So the word hysteria actually comes from hystra, which was the word for uterus in ancient Rome. That's hot. Well, the reason that it all comes together is because, you know, the old saying that women go crazy on their periods, things like that. Well, the ancients actually believed... I'm giving you a look right now for someone who doesn't see this. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not true always. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. But... Given that look now. The ancient uh, theory was that the reason that women went so crazy and men just couldn't understand them is because their uterus had detached and floated around their body and got up toward the head and then blocked off oxygen from the brain. And that's why hystra and hysteria have the same <laughs> root. Also, hysterectomy. Yep. Screw you, history. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, what do you think is the cause of all this idea? Like, or ideas of werewolves? I honestly think it really does go back to some of the, um, the actual ancient myths mm-hmm. across Europe. Because, like, even in Ireland... There is a myth of one of their... He's like the Hercules of the Irish Pantheon. Mm-hmm. And his name is Ku Cathain, if I'm saying that right. And basically, there's a story about his uncle who was king of Ulster. Mm-hmm. He went to dinner with this man who had this ferocious pet dog. Who, the myth says he got it from Spain. So it wouldn't have been an Irish wolf. Right. But, either way, it guarded the flocks, the cattle, and everything at night and attacked anybody who tried to approach. Well, the king had invited his nephew, whose name was Sethane at the moment, and uh, invited him to dinner. But he got to dinner and got drunk, forgot he had invited his nephew. And so his nephew makes his way in the dark after they've released the dog. Mm. And so, being the Hercules character, he kills the dog when the dog attacks him. And... After that, the owner was so upset because that was the only thing protecting his flocks and all was the dog, that in order, Sathane agreed that he would take the place of the dog, and every night he would watch the flocks and fields. And that's how he got the name Ku Cathane, because mm-hmm. he was the dog of Cathane at that point. Yeah. And so, there is this great historical myth, even from the Romans, of people being turned into werewolves. And I think it's more of a matter of it scaring people because they would lose their humanity. Like, the reason that the uh, the warriors in the first tale are probably associated with wolves is because of the story of them eating children. Right. Because wolves have always been the bad guy. Like, 
Red, Red Riding right. Hood and uh, so many other stories that whenever in a mythological sense people have lost their sense of humanity they're compared to wolves almost every time well you know um, a lot of things are symbolism look at Grendel and Beowulf right um you know that's a good example I'm surprised I came up with that thank you Miss Kim Vickers shout out to your senior class learn that then but you know I don't know I mean like I said there's symbolism and there's probably ulterior motives there's probably science behind it um, but I don't doubt, what, what did you say the name of the tribe was that tried to get the babies to eat? The uh, warriors? They were the Fowlets. Uh, I can find the name. Hold on. I have it right here in my notes somewhere. Uh, they were, no, oh no. The Lenoc Fowlet. So I have a, you know, okay, so a lot, if you ever read the story about Blackbeard, of some things that he, that were said that he did were not true, but he allowed those rumors because if people thought he was this big tough guy, they're not going to try him when he finally does show up. Right. So sometimes they would come up with their own rumors. So they get these, you know, reputations of being cool, and I don't doubt that's a part of it too. You know, never underestimate the power of word of mouth, especially back in the day when we believed in everything. Right, and when you're an army, I mean, it's kind of like, look at the American army. Yeah. We have a huge fighting force, but we work more off of people not wanting us to get into a war with them than we actually do off of going to war with them. Right. And, well, you said they wore, um, like, wolf cloaks, right? Right. Well, so keep in mind, you know, someone could say, oh, man, they look just like huge wolf men. And they're right. like, oh, crap. Six people down the road. Oh, there were wolf men coming. What? Yeah. We're... What? Well, you have to realize that, like, a lot of history, it's just one long game of telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if y'all ever play telephone, I mean, that, that will scare you. It will scare you. <laughs> you know, it's a game where you pretty much, the first person comes up with something to say, and they whisper it to the next person. And you only whisper, like, one time. I yeah, think. you can only say it once. Right, and so they whisper, and as you go down the line, depending on how many people you have, the last person tells you what he was told, and I have never seen it where it was the right thing. Nope, I have never seen that game, because it always starts off with... The other day I went to Jamba Juice and got me a smoothie and ends with, I killed my mother and stepsisters. And that's completely Who crazy. Who the heck were you playing with? Because that never happened to me. That that actually was not a real example. That was just an extreme example I come up with, Jess. I don't believe you. But anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, you guys. Right. Happy Halloween. And we love you. please be safe. Please be safe. People are crazy. Keep under, you know, we were talking about the the vampire people. You never know the psycho beside you, in all honesty. Unless right. it's your mom. Yeah. But then, even then, you're not real sure. Well, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. And tune in next week when we'll have another exciting story for you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.